Hello, how you doing? Welcome to Season 2, Episode 20 of Be Bougie, Be True, Be You. I'm Charlotte Jones. I hope you've been having a lovely week, whatever you've been getting up to. I went bowling at the weekend for the first time in, oh, definitely pre-lockdown. It's probably been about four or five years, if I'm being honest. And I'm not the best bowler. Like, I might get the odd strike very rarely, but I also usually have the barriers up. And I went bowling this weekend and we didn't have the barriers up and I won both games. And I do feel that I really have to brag about this because this never happens and I really don't know if it will ever happen again. And I don't know how I did it. Have you ever watched Big Bang Theory when Sheldon's got the ball and he's like, the ball is me. I was like, should I try it? I mean, and then I felt a bit silly and I was like, no, just go with it. Go and have some fun. And I smashed it. So I'm still feeling very smug about that. The only thing is, I feel like I'm not old enough to get sports injuries from something like bowling. But oh my goodness, all down, I'm left-handed and all down my left shoulder blade, all in my wrist, all in the lower left part of my arm. I've pulled all the muscles, all of them. That's probably how I won because normally I wouldn't put that much effort into it. And maybe I just really went for it or something. I don't know, but it does still hurt. However, my smugness is definitely overriding the pain. (laughs) Anyway, moving on to this week's episode, I was really excited to talk with Hayley Bystrom because she is a very successful matchmaker and I've heard of matchmaking and obviously we see the odd bits here and there in films but they're all American and I hadn't thought about it too much until I read an article this year and I just love the idea. Well, I think we've gathered by now. If you've listened to more than about three episodes of this podcast, you know I'm hopeless romantic. I love love. And the idea of helping people find their happily ever after is just, it's amazing to me. So I thought it would be really interesting to speak to Hayley about dating after a divorce because this is something that I've personally experienced over the last year or so. And I'm at an age where, unfortunately, more and more of my friends are starting to go through the situation and it is it's a life change it's very very different and Haley shares some really interesting points and really useful information if you are about to try dating for the first time since your divorce Haley Bystrom is managing director and founder of Bows Lion Partnership, a high-end matchmaking agency with offices in Mayfair and Surrey. Previously, Haley worked as a wedding planner helping high-profile couples plan their big day. Now, as a leading dating and relationship expert, Haley specializes in bringing together eligible and accomplished individuals who are looking for a committed and meaningful relationship. Founded in 2009, the agency works with clientele from the Age of 30 to 75 and has helped to create many long-term relationships, marriages and even families. Now let's start this week's episode. You're listening to Be Bougie, Be True, Be You with Charlotte Jones, the podcast to chat about a little bit of anything and everything. Welcome, Hayley Bystrom. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Not at all. I am very grateful for you joining me because matchmaking is something that I have 
really found fascinating. Although I've heard of it before and I've seen certain programs on TV and stuff like that, I'd never given it too much thought. And it's, I think it's a really exciting industry to be a part of. So please could you tell us, as a matchmaker, you have your own agency, which is Bose Lion Partnership. How do you decide what makes two people suited to each other in terms of having a long-term partnership? So yes, um, as a matchmaking agency, I consider us quite... I suppose old fashioned in our ways, if you were to compare the sort of modern ways of dating today. But yet it is, it's a methodology that has been going for centuries. It's what people were doing ages and ages ago. And it's something that lasts longer. And, and I truly believe it will last longer than Tinder. Um, so what we do is take the technology out of the process and really go back to old fashioned methods of meeting everyone personally and matching people with people not profiles with profiles or algorithms with algorithms. The agency itself, we go through quite a long due diligence process when we take on a member. We meet with everyone personally. We we have interviews, the wrong word. We have a very relaxed chat and we get to understand them and truly find out about all aspects of their lives, um, their, their childhood, their role models, their parents, what their relationship was like, their upbringing, um, their education path, career path, hobbies, interests, holidays, future aspirations, relationship backgrounds, all those things that I really feel you can't get on a drop down menu, like online, you know, it's not a sort of bullet point pick out two words that match each other. It, it's all about the morals, the values, the person, where they come from, what they want. Um, and it's truly a, a bespoke service of, of getting to know our members that helps us match them. So it's not, I've been asked this by journalists before, you know, what is it? Is it the algorithms? Is it the, do you have software that pieces people together? No, the technology is out of it. It is matching people with people. I love that. And I think it's so true. As somebody who's recently entered the dating world for the first time in about 10 years, I have really struggled to get my head around online dating. And I love your approach to it, because I think it is it is so much more personal, and it, it creates such a real connection. What draws people to working with you? For us as an agency, we work with a niche portfolio of people. So all of our members, they tick certain boxes. And that's really important, because Things like Match.com, for example, it's a needle in a haystack. It's such a huge variety of people. How do you filter that down? So we work with a portfolio of people where we, we it's already sort of a filtered pool. All of our members are professionals. Um, They're all financially independent, looking to meet an equal partner, and they're all looking for a long-term relationship. So those are the three boxes that the members tick. And the reason why they come to us is a lot to do with taking the technology out of things, making sure that their private life is private and it's not splashed online for everyone to see. And that is part and parcel of the fact that they're professionals. They might be entrepreneurs that run their own business. They might be senior in their industry and they just, you know, don't want to go online and have their PA come across them or something like that. It's, yes. it's just it's just that privacy, discretion and confidentiality. That is the, that's the main part of it. They're people in a certain... A certain world of work where they just, as I say, want their private life kept private. Um, and actually, that doesn't just relate to work. That, that is a motivating factor for my clientele. Um, but also, uh, you know, from an age perspective, I have many members, we got to around 75, 80. And they just, they just feel uncomfortable with the whole idea of their personal information being online. Um, so, yes, the discretion is the main reason why people come to us. 
I can understand that. And also, it, it is very exposing. Again, you, you kind of feel like you're putting yourself out there and you have, you don't know who's going to see you. So I can understand that. What I have found very interesting over the last 12 to 18 months, as with the way the world has been, with all of the lockdowns, a lot of issues in relationships have come to light because we've sort of been shoved in one house together and mm. a lot of things that maybe we were ignoring we we can't ignore anymore and divorce numbers have risen so yes. what I would be really interested to talk to you about is dating after a divorce because when your clients come to you after going through a divorce do you find that what they want has changed when it comes to finding a life partner yes very much so so we work with a, a majority of our members are divorced if I'm honest and they've you know, had long-term marriages and when they were last dating, the environment is completely different to what it is now. Um, so that safety and security and someone holding their hand and guiding them through it is a real comforting factor for them. But yes, I do find they, they have a different outlook. They, they tend to look at things with new eyes after their divorce. Change gives you a new perspective on things. Yes. You know, whether that's, I don't know, a... a Oh, well, you know, divorce is a huge change and it just makes you look at things in a different way. Um, what I tend to find is, is when people are dating after divorce is they when they're looking for a new partner, they tend to be more driven by the person and not the situation. And again, maybe that's an age thing, but many members um, that I have, when they talk about their marriages, perhaps they got married young due to parents' expectations or perhaps it was the driving factor to settle down and have a family and that situation was really prevalent in their mind and might have outweighed their choice of person because the situation was so important second time around they seem to realize that the essential ingredient is the person and not the situation once you've got the right person the situation falls into place um so so that's something that i find can be quite common with many of my members that come to me after divorce i think that's very interesting because i think again it's part of that saying when as you get older it's who you have in your life not what you have in your life mm, that counts that what makes so. your memories and after coming out of a divorce and say realizing that what you thought you want you realize this isn't what I want at all this doesn't actually work for me how mm. can somebody start to discover what their true wants and needs are if they are having a bit of a hard time figuring that out so when they start meeting potential partners in the future they they know what they're asking for and they know exactly what they're looking for i i would truly recommend not putting pressure on yourself to have all the answers immediately um it's it's you almost have to take that prescriptive side out of it you have to give yourself time to find out what your wants and needs are if you've been through the turbulent process of a divorce And then you think, well, I must have all these answers straight away. That is far too much pressure. You need to give yourself some space. Um, I mean, you may have some non-negotiable points, but the best thing for people is to be open-minded to meeting new people. I very much find that some of my greatest relationship successes within my agency are matches where parties have explored beyond the periphery of their type or their comfort zone. So when people come to me and they say, well, this is my type and this is what I'm after and this is what I need. And, you know, these are the things that I've had in previous relationships. Well, you're single. 
So that yes. isn't working. So, and I'm not say not saying that everything isn't working, but there's clearly an area there that isn't. So stop being so prescriptive about those exact wants and needs. Give yourself some space. Take the pressure off yourself. Be open-minded to meeting new people because, you know, you don't know if you don't like something if you haven't tried it. So try it. (laughs) It's so true. And I do think that sometimes we are scared to be open-minded because... Although I, there's, um, I've read somewhere that our brains like to stick to what we know, no yeah. matter how toxic or negative, because we know the outcome. Whereas exactly. even if something is positive, because we don't know, we're not used to that, we're uncomfortable with the unknown. So we'd rather, like say, stick to our type, stick to what we think. But yeah. actually just being able to, to, to lose a little bit of that fear and open your eyes can give you an amazing new world of, of partners and, and everything if you just absolutely. can relax absolutely absolutely and it's why you see people repeat patterns in relationships yes. um and they think well god i'm just a magnet for the same type of person and it's not that it's that as you say even if it's toxic and it's not something they enjoy they know it and yes. so they just uh, dating is daunting and putting yourself out there to the unknown is, is really daunting so if you're dating and you just stick to what you know and repeat those same patterns there is some strange comfort in that but actually it's not right for you it's so limiting in your life um and the best thing to do is be open-minded and get outside of your comfort zone and away from that type if you're constantly repeating patterns and you're constantly going through breakups then you need to make that change definitely and speaking of making that change how do you help your clients come to terms with any fears they may have around dating after going through something as, as traumatic as a divorce one of the reasons why members come to us after they've been through divorce or even bereavement it is divorces are grieving as well um so widowers and divorcees are make up the majority of our portfolio what they really enjoy is that we are i suppose a safety net in terms of dating so customer service is at the heart of what we do we become trusted confidants of our members we speak to them on a weekly basis we oh my gosh I have people that I matched 10 years ago that I still go and meet for a drink you know they've been in the same relationship it's it's about um yes it's about sort of holding their hands and guiding them through it um so everyone comes with fears everyone comes with doubts everyone comes with nerves you would not be normal you know no one sort of jumps into dating and goes well this is easy off I go um that's not the case at all with any of my members so we hold their hands we guide them through things as much as they need and we take things at a pace that suits them what we also encourage is that people don't take great leaps in their dating journey you've got to take the baby steps if we were to sort of look at the fable of the the hare and the tortoise be the tortoise (laughs) because it worked so much better in the dating journey and i know that members join us for example to speed up the process to make it more efficient to make it slicker to hedge their bets of meeting that right person in a shorter space of time but that doesn't mean it's a race to the finish line um so we encourage those baby steps and not looking too far ahead um one of the fears is that people will put up barriers and talk themselves out of things so i will have members that uh, perhaps i'll share a profile and they'll say well no they sound really great but they live here and I live here and what will we do with our children? Where will we live in 10 years time? We haven't even met for a coffee yet. Let's not talk about 10 years time because all they're doing is really self-sabotaging and putting up these barriers and these reasons for not progressing. So you've got to almost not look at that big picture. You've just got to be very present, look at the moment and think I'm going to meet 
someone new, someone who I have interest in and, and they're interested to meet me and we're going to have a coffee and then stop your mind there. Don't let it go any further. And after you've met that person, if you think, well, I'd like to meet them again, then we take that next baby step and think about that next level. Um, but don't, you've got to keep present and take things in a baby step rather than giant leaps because you just scare yourself out of doing anything. Yes, I completely agree. How would somebody know when the right time for them is to start dating? Like, how, how would they be able to tell? Because I've actually got a couple of friends who have gone through divorce in the last year and I know that some of them have, they've kind of jumped into it a little bit too soon and, they, and they've gone yeah. on a couple of dates and then they've almost scared themselves a bit more because they've realised yes. actually I need more time I wasn't ready and, it, and, it, and they feel like they've pushed themselves a bit further backwards how can somebody tell when they know it's really right it's not trying to distract from what's happened it's not trying to uh, hit, cover a wound it's you've, you've healed and you're ready to move forward yeah and I think in terms of your friends you shouldn't chastise yourself for that you've tried something you've realized that actually it's a bit too much for you and you take a step back that's that's actually you know that's not failure that's that's great that's understanding and recognizing and self-awareness and that's so important um for me I think there are a number of points with my members when I meet them um that makes me feel that they are ready to move forward to a relationship um and that's really important the timing is 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 huge and, and I recognize that I have no influence over that so I always consider a few points when I meet new people so one of the first things is is the grieving period with the end of every relationship there is a grieving period it is different for each and every person it's not dictated by a fixed length of time but in order to move forward onto a new relationship, you have to have closure from the previous relationship. And that doesn't mean that, you know, it's in a box, that's it, don't think about it anymore. But you you have to have a, a, that degree of closure. You have to have given yourself time and space to grieve the end of the relationship. What a lot of people do is jump straight into another relationship and then yes. just take all of that baggage with them into the next one. And that's never going to work. Um, so, you know, no matter how it ended and what the circumstances were behind it, space and time is is hugely important and you have to give yourself that and a good indicator of when you're ready to move forwards and meet new people I always find is is when you become the priority in your thoughts and activities of your life and what I mean by that is that you don't do things and, and when you do an action or go somewhere the first thing you think of is your your previous partner yes um, it, you know they're too it, it it's too soon in that situation I think a good indicator is when you're doing something and you're I don't know something that you may have done together before or you're going to somewhere that actually they don't pop into your head and it's actually about you and you're the driving factor in your actions um and that's a really good indicator in terms of that sort of grieving period coming to an end um where suddenly you are more prevalent in your thoughts than they are um another point is 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 yeah, connection um so many of my members that come to me they lead perfectly happy independent lives without a romantic partner they lead hugely fulfilling lives they have large networks of friends they enjoy their careers they have an active social life but what they feel they're lacking is a degree of closeness and companionship that isn't being met by their friends and family and this is often something that you would feel of an evening or over a weekend when perhaps friends or loved ones are busy with their own responsibilities and commitments and lives and you really notice that you miss that connection and that is a good indicator that actually you're in that place where to meet someone and, and embark on a, a new partnership another factor would be the excitement so when you're ready to start dating there is this sense of hope 
and anticipation and excitement. And if the thought of meeting someone new makes you feel physically sick and wanting to hide your duvet and not go out the front door, then, you know, it's not the right time. It's not to say that there isn't feelings of, of nerves and feeling daunted. That's normal to feel apprehensive about taking the step to dating. But if it's combined with an excitement for the future, then yes, that's a good sign that you're ready. And then my last point would be, um, is, is when a relationship is a want rather than a need. And what I mean by that is that you're not trying to find a partner to fulfill a missing part in your life. You want to meet a partner to enhance your life. And when you're happy in yourself and you're happy in your lifestyle, then a relationship is an enhancement to that rather than a necessity to it. I think that is such a good answer. Thank you for sharing that. And I think what was really interesting about what you were saying there is that there is such a fine Um, it's almost like a seesaw of a balance between Mm. getting into a relationship for uh, too quickly for the wrong reasons because you're maybe you're just used to considering another person I thought it was really interesting when you were talking about when you automatically think of that other person and that actually Mm. can take quite some time to go away and it's such an unaware thought that if you don't have much awareness around it you'll do that without thinking and may not notice that that's a sign that you're not ready but you if you have been um, for example I was in a relationship for 10 years and Mm. it's it now feels normal to think of myself first but it was such an alien concept to me for for such a long time but I'm also quite impatient so I want to be no I'm fine now I'm and, and I think it's really about getting into the middle of that seesaw from what you said there and, and being aware as you said you know not just sort of brushing it under the carpet just acknowledge it and mm. and what it feels like how it sits with you it, it's again I keep talking about this you know it's not a race if you try and race into something and you're not ready for it you're going to waste more time I think that's something that online dating also encourages and not necessarily the best way. It creates a lot of impatience because you think if it doesn't work out with this person, well, there's somebody there, there's somebody there. Yes. And that, that that's not that's not necessarily the best way to look at it, I don't think. It isn't, it isn't. And that's that goes back to my last point where you're looking for a relationship to fulfil uh, a need. You know, I need to be in a relationship. It's when you want to be in one and when, as I say, when it enhances your life, that is the good indicator. And that's something we do when members come to us when we meet with them before we even progress to a membership it's very much about understanding whether they're in a place to move forwards and we go into quite an in-depth conversation and it becomes very it becomes clear very quickly if they're not in that right place and I have no qualms in saying to someone you know this I'm not going to waste your time and money right now because I could put Brad Pitt in front of you and you're not going to be able to do anything about it (laughs) so let's not waste anyone's time and you know come back when you're ready and and I think that's and that sort of relates to the the point you make about online dating just having that self-awareness um sometimes I feel I'm telling people about that self-awareness um but you know I, I I'm not afraid to do that because actually they won't get anywhere if if they're in the wrong place and, and it's the wrong time for them it's so true and meeting new people and when you have conversations with because a lot of my friends actually settled down fairly young so I don't know many people until recently that have been Mm. on the online dating field and the way that people approach it I was quite surprised at how intense it can feel and how quickly and and again it's that impatience and I think it's from what you've said so far that today it's so important to remember that patience and time I think that is one of the most important things that you can take with you when you go back into the dating scene absolutely modern dating does encourage that you're absolutely right it's we've created this world where everything's at our fingertips it's accessible Mm. now 
and, and maybe it sounds old-fashioned to slow things down but it really the long-term results of doing that are so are so valid definitely and I know that often people say things like when you know you know and it's lovely for those people that get that feeling and they just know instantly and there are no doubts but often when we've been through a divorce we can we can second guess because you know we thought we knew before maybe and obviously something hasn't worked out Mm. so how can somebody know when they're dating somebody how can they really tell that this person is right for them in terms of those long-term relationship goals because if you're doubting yourself or still just feeling a little bit wary how can you tell the difference I think the best thing to do is is simplify everything um we can overanalyze things and talk ourselves out of things and talk ourselves into things and Mm. um I, I think it is just very simple when you're with someone do they make you happy in their company and when you aren't with them are you excited about seeing them again I think those are just the two really simple points. Um, and and those are good indicators if someone is right for you. Um, and, you know, you can break it down and analyse all different things, where they live, financial brackets and all those aspects. And, of course, I'm not saying those are unimportant. They are. But importantly, are you happy in that person's company? Are you excited to see them again when you're not with them? And those are the great answers. <laughs> that And it just makes it so simple. And for anybody that is maybe having a bit of anxiety, that is, it's the easiest thing to do is, is like you say, is to simplify. Not You don't have to have this big list of, does this mean they're right for me? Does that mean they're right for me? Mm. It's just two simple things. I love that. What would be your top three tips for someone entering the dating world after going through a divorce? So uh, one of the first things is is don't doubt yourself. And and I'm divorced myself. I got divorced now, 29, 30, so 13, 13 odd years ago um and I remember thinking oh my gosh I'm, I'm clearly terrible at this I'm clearly awful at a relationship um I, and I'm never going to have one again because I can't get it right and all of those aspects because you just you put it all on yourself what have I done wrong what, what is wrong with me um so don't doubt yourself people who have been in long-term relationships are good at relationships <laughs> whatever the reason for the breakdown of your last relationships the, the chances are that there were happy times spent within it Um, and this means that you already have the skills required to make a relationship work you know about compromise and communication and you know uh, understanding someone else's needs and them understanding your needs and and all you need to do is just find the right person who's right for you (laughs) so don't doubt yourself don't doubt that you will never be in a relationship because if you're coming out of divorce you've been in one and you know how to do it Um, Another aspect after divorce that I hear a lot from my members is they worry about the changes in dating etiquette. And again, that is because of the the modern way of dating with the online dating sites and the apps. And those are all modern developments. But actually, when it comes to traditional dating, very little has changed in, in very simple terms. Boy meets girl, girl meets boy. Both hope for a fun date of enjoyable conversation and chemistry and then a rapport develops from there. The the story of romance remains the same as it always has and the skills to form an attachment are the same as they always were. And I think people feel very daunted about all the different methods of meeting someone. You know, that's that's just modern development. But beyond that, you know, beyond that sort of first interaction, everything else is the same. It is dating is not out of anyone's reach. Whatever their age, whatever their situation, it is available to everyone. 
I, thank you so much. And I really liked what you said at the beginning about the, if you've been in a divorce, you know how to have a long-term relationship because I think going through a divorce, you can, so many people can feel like they failed in some way or mm -hmm. they weren't good at it. And I've never heard somebody say that before to remember, well, you, you can do a long relationship. You you have just done one. And it, yes. again, it's a very simple way of giving yourself that confidence boost to yeah. encourage you and, and, and make you realise you do know what you're doing. Yeah, and I think, you know, with every marriage and, and that ends in divorce, of course, the, the the bad aspects are always so much at the forefront of your mind, particularly if it's very soon after. But there will always have been some happy times and some happy moments. And those are the aspects which show you that you are good at a relationship. So it's just trying to remember that. Um, so, yes, don't doubt yourself. Don't worry about the changes in dating etiquette. It really is, you know, take away the terminology, you know, ghosting and all that sort of stuff that's just a made-up word to cover the fact of you know someone not calling someone back that's that's all we used to call it 10 years ago um it's still the same thing um it's so true I had so, never it's, sorry I never thought of that it's the same thing it's it's so everyone scares themselves with all this terminology mm. I mean I run a matchmaking agency I can't keep up with the terminology and I don't try to it changes every year but actually it's the same thing it's just people give it a different word um but the other main aspect the tip for when you're re-entering the dating world is is you've got to have fun it's so important. Um, you're meeting new people that you wouldn't cross paths with in everyday life. You're going to new places, you're trying new things. You've got to enjoy yourself. Um, I, uh, When members come to me, the goal is, of course, meeting a partner for a, a long-term relationship. But I truly believe that the journey of dating is absolutely just as important as the goal. Um, so have fun and enjoy it. Thank you so much for everything you've shared because it is, it's so valuable. As I say, the divorce numbers, are unfortunately, where they are rising, I think this will just really be an insightful confidence boost to anybody looking to go back into dating so where can we find you online uh, social media places like that um so the best place to find me is on the website and again maybe that sounds so old-fashioned people don't use it as much anymore <laughs> i'm really old-fashioned um www.bose-lionpartnership.co.uk and then on social media, and I will apologise for my, uh, again, not being so hot on the tech side of social media, it's at Bose Lion Partnership. Perfect. Thank you so much. I will also put the links for your website and your Instagram on the description for this episode. Thank you, Hayley. It's been really lovely speaking with you. Thank you, Charlotte. I've really enjoyed it.